What is up, you guys? My name is Kyle King. I am your host of Let's Drink About It podcast. I am joined, not with Eric this time. I'm actually with one of my other best friends. His name is Ollie. Say what up. What up, guys? How are you doing? I'm Ollie Quinn, here for the show. Hell yeah, man. So we've already started drinking. We've been drinking for the past God knows how long. Right off the bat, you're going to learn something about me and me and Ollie. So also, since I'm a little tipsy, you might hear me call him Josh. So we're going to throw this out there since everybody fucking knows already. Ollie is his uh, alias. It's like his Instagram name. It's like his model name, whatever you want to call it. Ollie Quinn is like what he goes by on social media, but his actual name is Josh. So if I ever call him Josh, he's my best friend, been my best friend for fucking years before Ollie was ever a thing. So if I call him Josh, like I'm used to calling him Josh, he's one of my best friends. So yeah, we've been drinking. And one of the things we do when we drink is we have a system. It's keeping track of your friends and like knowing what level of fucked up they're at so you know when to start watching them taking care of them making sure everything's okay doing everything best friends should do while you drink and you're having a good time and whatever you're out and about doing whatever so we have a a rating scale so it's one to ten very simple what level are you at so josh i'm gonna ask you (laughs) what level are you at currently since we've been drinking for the past god knows how many hours honestly if i had to like rate it i'd say probably like a three dude same i've had like four beers like three shots of jameson so i'm like doing all right right now but show them go ahead and show them the bottle of Jameson that you are drinking and let them know a little bit about it. (laughs) Okay. So I just turned 30 years old, like a month ago. And my parents got me this bottle of Jameson because they know that that's like my favorite liquor of all time. So this bottle of Jameson right here, let the autofocus get it. This shit comes in a wooden box, costs $150. I've had it for three days and it's almost gone. Tastes good as good as fuck. And I can't get enough of it, honestly. I'm gonna do a shot right now, cause why the fuck not? There you go. Start the show off right. This is Let's Drink About It, after all. If you guys can unfortunately hear what's going on, we got a fucking tsunami going outside my house with thunder. Zeus himself is outside blasting bolts of lightning down at us. So if you hear that, it picks up on the audio. That is what's happening outside. I thought we were being bombed. I live in Maryland, not too far from DC. So, you know, I thought bombs were going off. I had to go check real quick. Kind of shit myself almost. So luckily it's just lightning as far as I know. So that's good. It's like bright white lights are coming through my window and I'm on the third floor. So it's pretty crazy. I myself am drinking shitty ass wine. Not that wine is shitty. It's just the, the wine that I acquired tonight is shitty. Doo-doo wine. I'm not going to say the brand, but let's just say Longhorns. I had Longhorns tonight, Longhorn Steakhouse. It's one of my favorite places ever. I usually get it on Sundays or every other Sunday. And they sell bottles of wine and the liquor store that's right by the Longhorns was closed. And I didn't really want to do much, too much running around, especially with everything that's going on right now. For some reason, they close on Sundays. The liquor store does. So I was like, fuck it. I know that Longhorns sells bottles of wine and I can just get it one-stop shop, get my meal and get a bottle of wine. They didn't have Pinot Grigio, which is what I normally drink. So they had like White Zin and some other options. I was like, okay, I've had White Zin Vendel with my mom before. I'm not a huge wine drinker, but recently I just, just I drink a choice at the moment. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'll take the White Zin. Well, they gave me this bottle of White Zin and not going to say the brand, but they charged me $15 for it. And it's, I looked it up. It's a $7 bottle of wine. So I completely got finesse. They made t- like 200% profit. I got fucked and I've drank that much of the bottle. <laughs> 
<laughs> Holy shit. And I'm like at a three. I'm at a three out of 10 with, with Josh, I would say. I'm like barely feeling it. Boy, you better have something else, man. You better have something else to drink on. You better have some claws sitting in your back pocket or something. Unfortunately, I don't. The liquor store was closed and I'm completely out. I polished off the rest of my Jameson last night. And the other bit of wine that I had, I polished off as well. So I'm fucking dying right now. Yeah. <laughs> but with this podcast, it's been a minute since we filmed anything. When me and Eric started this whole thing, it was right before the coronavirus shit popped off and we all had to quarantine ourselves and everything. So it's been a little bit chaotic. As you guys have known, if you've been watching the podcast, listening, we've had some technical difficulties on Eric's side that have caused quite a few issues as far as like like my editing and stuff. It takes a long time now to edit because of the issues that we're having. So I bought him new equipment, which is like the stuff that Josh is using now. He has a preamp with a different XLR mic. It goes in, it's a separate audio source, recording source that records separate from like his PC or, or laptop. So it's not taking so much away from everything, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I got the same stuff for Eric. Plus it's, it's mad higher quality. Exactly. It, it's meant for recording podcasts, meant for doing studio stuff. Josh does rapping as well. So that's why he has all his setup and he's also working on another podcast with uh, another one of our friends names crew so that's gonna be coming out soon as well josh you're moving to chicago here soon yep so that's gonna be cool after all this stuff blows over hopefully oh yeah eric is gonna be on the show still he's still my co-host but josh was available and wanted to you know film an episode so we're actually gonna do multiple episodes with josh and then obviously eric's gonna be in still too but he has to get all that new stuff set up that i got him and just kind of go from there really kind of get everything sorted he's kind of been running around everywhere hanging out with his girlfriend going up north and stuff like that trying to see his family and stuff but also he has a son to take care of too so it gets a little bit stressful josh also has a daughter that uh just luckily isn't home right now she is with baby mama baby mama yeah that's why we have time to film so we're gonna kind of just toss around to like you know who's available at the time because this is you know eric is my best friend josh is also my best friend so yeah absolutely we can vibe off each other and we can make the podcast work yeah with that being said our first topic we're gonna do is kind of like intro how we know each other so kind of like the first episode with me and eric just kind of give a little backstory of like our friendship and how it started and everything do you want to start off like what what's your first memory of meeting me other than we went to high school together yeah but josh is three years ahead of me and eric you graduated when i graduated 08 yeah 2008 so i'm 2011 so three years ahead yep. he did have a younger brother that was in our grade as well though yeah that's kind of how i knew of josh throughout high school we didn't really talk much in high school i would say we talked after high school yeah a little bit we talked about your music and stuff like that yeah there were some other things i can't remember what exactly i think we talked about mgk and that's kind of like how we became friends yeah and then we saw that each other was going to est fest three so not the block party but actually est fest three yeah yeah i think you're right there was an est fest three right or did we skip it as the block party and make it est fest four it, it might have been four it was the very first year that i met rachel when i took brie with me right and and act, nope, nope, I'm a liar. Okay, because the first year I took Brie with me was 2014 because EST Fest 1 was 2013 and I went 2014. I missed the very first one, but I've been every year since. So 2014 was my year that I brought Brie. And then I think 2015 was the year that I met you and Rachel and Niley and... 2015, I believe, was the year of the block party. Yeah. So that would have technically been EST Fest 
four then. So e they skipped three. That was the block party. They called EST Fest four the one in 2016. That was the first year at Ohio Dreams. We've been there three years now. So yes, EST Fest four. Yeah, yeah. So we met up for EST Fest four. We knew everybody was going. So at the time I lived in Florida. So I drove all the way up. Josh was married at the time to his wife, Bree. Yep. And we all got together, camped out, whatever, had a good time. You guys ended up leaving that year before Kels even played. Yeah, Bree wanted to bounce out. She was really uncomfortable with like the camping situation and all of that. Our camping situation was definitely rough. It was definitely a, a year of not knowing what the fuck we were doing. Yeah, exactly. Had no idea what to expect. Um, we were at a completely different camping area. Fest now is in a giant open field. There's no sunlight or no uh, shade. <laughs> There's tons of sunlight. <laughs> Opposite of that, tons of sunlight. No yeah there's no shade um not enough shade so you get absolutely baked and Hell of course yeah. for whatever reason it's always the hottest days of the year when we do it it's the first week of august yep. and then it always rains every friday and luckily last year it didn't rain but yep. every fucking friday right. for fest four and five it rained and it was a nightmare mm -hmm. so they ended up leaving we i stayed and then we all just kind of talked more and more as time went on wait that was the year that everybody thought they were overdosing on those fucking nerds ropes dude and dude. that was part of the reason that brie wanted to leave was because she was like yo i don't want to be around this like yeah. shit's happening it's not my fucking scene it's really sketchy it didn't look good at all yeah side story behind that if you're not in est and not a fan of machine gun kelly don't know what the fuck we're talking about some guy from ypsilanti in michigan owned a dispensary like a weed dispensary or whatever and he decided every year we do a pool party granted that was the first year at ohio dreams first year they knew about that but we did a pool party and the guy brought a bunch of nerds based edibles yeah like the nerds ropes so he had nerds ropes and he had nerd nerds packets like packets of regular sweet tart nerd things. And everybody decided that edibles were like nothing. And we're going to down like five packs each. Yeah, they were 100 milligrams each. Not saying any of our friends did because we actually know how to take edibles. We know how to smoke weed. We know how to, all that shit. We know what, what is too much. Well, other people apparently it was their first fucking time eating edibles and said, I'm invincible. I'm a huge pothead. Well, ed let me tell you, if you're not, edibles hit fucking 10 times harder than smoking weed. So... These people got obliterated. I'm not kidding you when I say nine ambulances were coming in and out, taking people to the hospital because they thought they were dying to the point MGK's festival, EST Fest, made the local news. And then we were nationwide. Yeah. And my buddy ended up being on the news, which was hilarious. And he goes, some people just don't know how to handle their weed, man. Oh, that's <laughs> And they're funny. edible. It was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> biggest pot, one of the biggest potheads I know. Funniest shit I've ever seen. And he's just on the news like, so people just don't know how to handle their edibles. <laughs> it was great. So that was the year of that. And that was really crazy because there was a lot of rumors going around the festival of like that the shit was laced. And that's why everybody's like freaking the fuck out. Basically what had happened was, is everybody took too many edibles to the point where they were so fucking stoned. They thought they were dying. Yep. When we had, we didn't know this yet. We were still under the impression that they were laced. Cause that was happening at a lot of, you know, this was the start of like the big drug issues, drugs being laced with shit, fentanyl, all this shit. Yeah. At festivals for sure. The year prior or, it was the same year but a few months prior it was okeechobee fest in um florida four people died from fentanyl from water bottles that somebody brought with fentanyl in them like it could be in anything it's, it's crazy so that was being spread around the whole festival so we're freaking out because we then find out because we're kind of close to mgk's team like his drummer his guitarist bassist all that shit all his friends whatever yeah because we've just been around a long time yeah and we found out that the drummer and the guitarist took 
some of the drugs, like some of the edibles. Oh, I yeah. think they all actually did. But the ones that we found out first was AJ and Rook. So we're freaking the fuck out. Ray, our friend Rachel is freaking the fuck out because her and Rook are like best fucking friends. And we're like trying to find them to make sure they're okay. And then, you know, we ended up running into AJ and we sat and had a conversation with him for a while. And he goes, dude, he's one of the biggest potheads ever. MGK's guitarist. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, dude, I'm fine. He's like, it's just they're really good edibles. That's all it is. Nothing's laced. He's like, I'm really high. They're but, fucked up. Yeah. But at the same time, people took i watched people take like five packets eat like two nerds ropes and they're fucking blitzed yeah so yeah that was crazy that kind of went off on a huge fucking topic there based off of the first fest yeah but um that's yeah that's how we met that's that's how we we eventually ended up meeting and then since then every single machine gun kelly show every it doesn't even have to be a mgk show like we link up we meet up with each other we go to shows we get big fucked up and we hang out and like that's how kyle and i became best friends and we also like just realized we had a shit ton in common yeah yeah well yeah of course sorry if i cut you off at all because you're like lagging on my side so i don't know when you're done talking it's like lagging bad i don't know why skype sucks yeah dude it's trash sorry we're having technical difficulties but it is what it is like yeah dude like i mean for example like we we do that like we go to shows and we hang out with each other we're not just like show friends like i i practically lived at your fucking house for like months dude we filmed my music fucking video you did that you did all of that and that was so fucking sweet like that shit was awesome dude i love that and uh, like all the commonalities that we have like between the two of us is just it's fucking superb it works we're into the same shit we do the same shit so it's like why wouldn't we be friends you know what i'm saying yeah we definitely vibe off each other there's no doubt about that and um we're both videographers photographers we're that's what another thing we connected on outside of music our music taste is the same yeah so that it all just worked out you know i just i I really feel like you know when you find these people in your life they're going to be with you for life because you just have way too much in common and you're pretty much the same person just living a different life to an extent but that's why you vibe so well it's like you just yep. you know got a lot in common just it just works you know yeah you just click man kind of like just like a meant to be thing yep it does it works so yeah like we go to fest all the time which i mean we're gonna talk later we have a couple other topics we want to get to but we're gonna talk about fest a little later as far as this year goes because that's a big deal for us yeah obviously with everything going on so we're gonna push that put that on the back burner kind of just move into i guess our next topic i mean that, that pretty much sums up how we know each other i would say and like how we've been friends all this time yeah I think that pretty much gets it to the point. Accumulated time together. What was that? Oh, no. I said that's how we accumulated time together. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Through shows and music and and common interests, for sure. Yep. It helped a lot when I lived at my apartment in Michigan, too. Yep. That would have been, what, 2017 and 2018? Yep. He was like... 15 minutes down the road for me. So we hung out almost every fucking day. Yep. Every weekend he'd be at my house. Shit. There'd be times like his car broke down at one point and I was, I had a company truck. I just gave him my car. So that way he could come and see us go to work, do whatever he needed to do. <laughs> Cause that, that's just the friendship that we have, man. Boy hooked it up. <laughs> I was whipping in a fucking 2018 Toyota Corolla. Like bet. Hell yeah. Shit was awesome, man. Like Hell yeah. that, I don't know anybody that would do that kind of shit for me, man. And that's, mad appreciated for sure oh yeah no problem man i i just i don't know when when i'm best friends with people like pretty much like my shit's your shit and like if you if you break it or do something to it i know you're gonna fix it or you're gonna take care of it it's just how it's gonna go so like i'm not gonna stress it yeah to me i'm not really a, a very big materialistic person i try to have nice things try to take care of my shit but like yeah at the same time if my friends need help 
Like, that's what I do. You know, I, I just help them out in any way that I can because I know they would do the same for me if I needed it. So always moving into our next topic, because we're trying I'm trying to keep these episodes like 45 minutes to an hour max because the editing time is ridiculous. And I'm trying to get out episodes weekly where I was until the coronavirus shit popped off, which is actually leading us into this topic. So obviously coronavirus has been a thing. We're recording this on May. Let me see my phone. Hold on. May, May 3rd. I don't know why I looked at my watch, dude. (laughs) Sunday, May 3rd. My watch don't tell me what day it is. Some of your watches say the date. Some of them. So we've been in this uh, coronavirus shit for about two months now, I would say. Yeah. Dude, how you holding up? Like, what have you been doing? Dude, I've literally, I, I get this question more often than I get any other question at all. And like, I talk to a lot of people on a daily basis, being like on Instagram and like being an influencer quotations whatever so i get a lot of dms from people and like oh yeah that's actually real quick that's something that people don't know about you that's kind of something we left out oh yeah yeah yeah. we can get into that later it's fine it's not that important quickly to just to just to put some context (laughs) josh has built up his instagram within the past year and he has ten thousand followers there you go that's what he's talking about he has some people that he talks to fans whatever you want to call it i do fans friends yeah just some context so you get it but so like since this quarantine like everything's been like really weird man i got cut off from my job like a lot of people and then like so i spent a lot of time at home and then i would spend like a little bit of time at my friend's house i would go to my friend's house and hang out for a week or whatever and then I go here and then I go there and then it was really rough for a long time because like my baby mama she decided to leave the city and go back to where we used to live like up to Gladwin and she took my kid obviously because that's like the safest option there was like one case of coronavirus in Gladwin whereas in Oakland County where I live there was like fucking 3,000 at the time so I was like yeah of course do that yeah the Detroit Metro got hit hard bro so they were up there for like a fucking month and I was like freaking out i like didn't know what to do with myself i didn't know how to spend my time so like some of the time i would just i honestly i wasted it i'm not gonna fucking lie to you i i'm not gonna lie i spent time and i just sat in my fucking bed i slept until four in the afternoon and i watched netflix and shit but then there were other times where i like i would sit down and i would paint or i would draw in my sketchbooks or i would write lyrics and record music like i i I shit you not when i say that like i've honestly exhausted every single one of my fucking creative outlets i've gone out and shot photos like i've walked around the city being empty as fuck you know rocking my mask just running around shooting photos and shit and it's like i i feel like i've done so much in this quarantine but i haven't done enough to the point where like dude i've started working out like i'm a skinny dude i weigh 125 pounds i don't need to work out like i'm tiny as fuck but i still be doing it just because like i don't have anything else to do my room constantly clean i've beat fucking seven different video games i've honestly just like exactly what i said i've exhausted like almost every creative outlet that i have that i own and that i fucking am into and it's so hard to like stay positive and stay optimistic and like trying to find creative and or like productive things to do that it's like fuck man i'm running out of options there's only so much you can do in like an allotted amount of time and like none of us like i know 
everybody else is in the same fucking boat. Everybody is stuck at home. They can't do shit. They can't see their fucking friends. They can't go out. They can't do what they fucking want to do. So everybody is trying to find new and like exciting things to do. And I just feel like I've exhausted all of those options. So I'm like, I don't know, man. I just been trying to do like totally different shit. I've tried to jump into different genres of music. I've tried to hit different types of art. I've tried to, I don't know, man. I'm literally considering taking up coding classes just because like I'm so fucking bored. Dude, I've literally thought the same thing. Just like picking up new shit. Yeah. Cause like from my side, I installed home security systems for a company. That was like what I was doing before this all happened. And when this all started breaking out, like to where it was getting really scary, like everybody didn't know like, oh, it's this new virus. Nobody has no idea how it's being spread. Oh my God. Yeah. Mass hysteria. Media is making everybody freak the fuck out. I was like, okay, you know what? Me going into random people's houses is probably not the move right now. So I told my boss, who's happens to be one of my best friends, thank God. I was like, listen, man, I don't feel safe doing this job right now because I just don't know who's taking precautions, who's taking this seriously. I'm going into random people's houses that I don't know. I could be carrying the virus that I don't know. And I would feel terrible if I were to get some elderly person sick. We install for elderly people all the time. I would be feel terrible if I was asymptomatic, had no symptoms or anything, but I still spread it to somebody and they got sick and died because of me. Yeah. And I would never know. Yeah. So it's just like all that stuff was weighing on me big time. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take a break for two weeks and we're going to see how this goes. Because I didn't, nobody knew what the fuck we were dealing with. Right. I know how long this was going to last. We've never seen anything like this in the history of mankind, pretty much. No, it's bullshit. As far as something... No, I don't mean to interrupt you, but we have. Like, the Spanish flu, the fucking Black Plague, like... But I'm saying, like, in our lifetime right now, currently, there's nobody that has, A, lived through that. Oh, yeah. And then, B, also has been dealing with mass closings of shit. This has never happened. Not at all. I'm 26 years old. Josh is 30. I've never dealt with anything like this, so it's been very crazy. So, I took that break and then come march 31st i get an email from somebody higher up than my boss my and my friend saying hey we're gonna lay you off until june two months so all of mind you this is march 31st literally the last day of march so all of april you're laid off all of may you're laid off and yeah laid off is pretty much like you're basically fired because at this point My company's probably not going to recover from this because we're still a fairly small company. I mean, there's three of us working right now. It's two of my coworkers and my manager and boss, and there's barely any work. So they're not going to recover, really. They're struggling right now. Yeah. It's, uh, well, if they do, it'll, it'll be fucking insanely difficult. It's not going to be enough to bring me back. Right. It's not enough to bring me and, and my roommate back because my roommate, we live in company housing. So he also works for the company or worked for the company. Yep. So, you know, I was trying to get unemployment for the longest time because I just recently moved to Maryland last year in October. I was living in Michigan where Josh is. Yeah. I had to, I couldn't file online because you had to live in Maryland for 18 months. I was like, well, what the fuck do I do? So I was talking to my mom. She's like, you just got to keep calling every day. Mm-hmm. Well, the only days that you can call because it was going based off your last name. My day was Tuesday. So I couldn't call. Monday or Wednesday that left me with Thursday and Friday because they, if I remember correctly, they weren't open Saturday and Sunday. No. So it left me three days to be able to call when a hundred thousand plus people are calling, if not more than that a day. I got so fed up with the calling thing. I'm like, fuck it. I'm never going to get through. It's a waste of my time. It really is. It's like, I'm just, yeah, I need the money. But like at the same time, I could call all the time, go through. They got to the point where I was calling. I would get through all the prompts. It would say all
all circuits are busy and hang up on me. You would call back and it's just busy tones. So I was like, at what point do I just say fuck it all and give up? Did that for the longest time. Finally, it got to the point in Maryland where they made it to where you could file online no matter if you've been in Maryland for 18 months or not. They're going to show, they have a, a new system, new application set where you can type in your information from the other state that you previously worked in. So I do this whole fucking thing, right? Well, then I get to the point <laughs> where it says, yeah, yeah, my, my shit stops. My camera stops. Mm. That's okay. Every 30 minutes, the cannon stops. Oh, for real? So that's why. Mine's about to do it too. I'm at 30 minutes. So we'll be right back. Let's fix our cameras. All right, we should be back. We should be good to go. We're rolling. So anyways, got to the point where I can file online, blah, blah, blah. I go to put in my information for places that I have worked. And when I did that and I go to hit next to move on to the next thing, it told me your last day that you put was three weeks later than three weeks. Do you have anywhere else that you've worked? Obviously not. I've been laid off since the 31st. So what do I do to get past this point? My mom's like, just put three weeks exactly out and see if it takes it. So I lost out on like a pretty much like a week, week and a half of pay. But I was like, fuck it. I need the unemployment, whatever at this point. Yeah, it worked. I put it for three weeks out exact the day of and it went right through. Mm -hmm. So I finally get unemployment filed, right? Mind you, this was last Wednesday, which would have been the very end of April. I've been laid off since March 31st. I get my notification after submitting that it's going to take them 21 days to review if I'm even eligible for unemployment. Which means I wouldn't have any sort of income. Mind you, I took two weeks off prior of being laid off. So I've already been off for a month and a half. Now I have to wait three more weeks from last Wednesday. That'll be well over two months since I've received a paycheck. Damn. Because the unemployment is so broken. And it's not like I can really go pick up another job right now at the moment anyway. Not too many places are hiring at this point. Right. And not to mention, I really wouldn't want to do because I want to stay safe. You know, I've gone this long without catching coronavirus. Mm -hmm. I I think personally, because my roommate did catch it at one point in the beginning and I avoided him like the plague uh, literally <laughs> and I think if I did catch it I am asymptomatic like I have no symptoms and I just rolled through it and I'm fine yeah which would be awesome but then you know I could have still been infecting other people so that's why I did what I did with like taking the break from work and shit yep. so other than that with that struggle alone and not having any income I've been sitting in my room for the past two months playing video games and I am an introvert I am a gamer big time yeah but I'm at the point where I'm so exhausted with it. I look at all my game. I have hundreds of games. I have a gaming beast PC that I built. I'm not saying this to brag. I'm just letting you know like what I have, how much of a gamer I am. I have a, a PS4 Pro, Xbox One X, yep. and the Wii U or, or Wii um, Nintendo Nintendo Switch. Fuck. Oh. Um, I have all the gaming platforms, right? And I have my phone that I can game on. I've exhausted all those options to the point of like I have so many games and shit. I'm just like I'm looking at them and I'm like, dude, I'm just not feeling this shit anymore. And all my friends who are gamers that I game with every day are in the same boat. They're like, dude. Dude, how much longer are we going to do this? Yeah. You know? And Josh is in the same boat. He's a gamer. He's been gaming too, but he's been doing like other stuff. He does his photography and whatever. I am in the, at the point in Maryland where I don't really know anybody. And I know I could go out and do photography by myself, but I just feel better being with somebody and one of my friends and just vibing off of them and like working with them. Right. So I'm, and I'm a little socially awkward when it comes to like just being in a completely different environment where I, I'm just not comfortable. I don't know anybody. And it's, it's a different, a different situ- living situation here in Maryland for me than it ever was in Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Michigan's my home. I know everything about it. Yeah. I know where to go. I know who I could vibe with, all that stuff. Maryland, I don't know anyone. 
Yeah. Other than my manager and my coworkers, which is like five people. Hell yeah. So it's been rough, man. And it's, there's a couple days where like, I'll be really happy and like, oh, today's a good day. Like, you know, we're just, we're chilling. Everything's good. Blah, 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 whatever. And then the next day I'm like, dude, fuck every bit of this. Fuck it. This sucks. I want my life to go back to normal. Yeah, that's why, dude. And then it, it leads us into not exactly our next topic, but what we were talking about earlier. Me and Josh always look forward to EST Fest every year. Yep. It's Machine Gun Kelly's festival. He does it every single year. He puts it on himself. It's completely independent. And it's always a great time. It's camping in the middle of nowhere in Ohio with your friends, music, alcohol, drugs, all the fun shit, right? We do it every year. This year was going to be the best year. I was getting, I was renting us an RV. We were going to have our camp all set up, decked out with the lights and everything like we did last year our camp was like a hot spot last year for people because of like the shit we did this year we were gonna blow it completely out of the water yeah kells he came to our campsite dude kells came directly to our campsite because yeah. he saw our flag had lights yep. wrapped around lights it all the way to the top and we've had the same camp name since fest four it's camp land of the lost yeah so and it's pretty cool because it's the state of michigan outlined with the jurassic park t-rex like, like logo yeah. it's pretty sick so it's been a really big bummer knowing that it, you know fest is like our getaway yeah. it's our big family reunion and it's just a break from fucking reality like it's all your friends from all over the world. Literally there's people Literally. that fly from other countries everywhere. People from Canada drive fly people yep. from every fucking state come to Ohio to do this festival. And yeah. it's so much fun. It's just a break from everything. And then the next, you know, the day after on Sunday, we go to Cleveland and we spend the time in Cleveland. Cause that's where MGK's from. Usually Kells will go there. We'll meet up. We'll hang out with everybody, do whatever, or we'll just do our own thing. Like we did last year. We didn't even see any of them, but we went out and did our own thing. And it was fun because Cleveland's awesome. Yeah, it was sweet. Shot photos. And now knowing because of coronavirus, we're not going to get that this year. And it's like, fuck. So that's a whole nother thing like that. No, like knowing that I'm going to fest every year is like my light at the end of the tunnel almost. Yeah. Like, dude, just keep working, keep grinding, keep getting through the days because you're going to fest with all your friends and it's your getaway. And mm -hmm. then that's, it's almost like I try to explain this to anybody that's not a fan of MGK or just not into them in general, whatever. Yeah. And never been to fest. I, my, my friends, other friends, family, all that. They just don't really get it. My parents now understand it completely, but right. my parents are very open people. They're like not really just judgmental or anything so they like get it yeah and just know that it's almost like uh i feel just completely rejuvenated after that weekend like a breath of fresh air not really like your rebirth or anything that extent but like it's just it's kind of a feeling of that like i just feel i don't know like yeah all right let, no honestly life, though we can keep on going you know i know that you feel it just like the rest of us fucking feel it anybody that goes to fest or anybody that goes to fucking festivals whether it be electric forest or fucking bonnaroo or anything like that like those are the things that people look forward to like so much like that is the release for the fucking year it really is yeah and you get that and then at the end of it like on Sunday for EST Fest, like on Sundays when we leave, everybody's like so fucking humbled. They're like, oh my God, I can't, I, I literally cannot wait to see you again. I cannot wait until next year. Like I'm already planning like. And you meet so many new people too on top of that. Yes. And they're so grateful. Like if people have never went and it, like we took people last year that have never been and they're like, oh my God, thank you so much for taking us. We had a fucking riot. We love you guys. And it forms yep. this bond. Oh yeah. Like last year we had a squad of like 25 fucking people that walked around the festival the whole time. And we were together the whole time. Yep. We just did everything together. We looked out for each other nonstop yep. and we just got fucked up and, and recorded shit and, and enjoyed the festival to its fullest and just enjoyed the time together, man. 
man. Mm-hmm. Because it's not going to always be there. We're getting older. Yep. Families are going to start taking over. Kids are going to start taking over. Careers are going to start taking over. You know? Yeah. We're in the last part of our 20s. Now, granted, life doesn't fucking end after your 20s. Like, don't get me wrong. No. But, like, you're going to slow down a little bit. It's going to fucking happen. It's just that's part of life. Yeah, it takes it. You got speed bumps after 20. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you got speed bumps that you have to go over and shit. And, like, I don't know, man. It's fucking wild. But, no, what I was saying before it was, like, yeah, we, we go to these festivals and we have this great fucking time and we're we're always together and we're with the people that we love the most and the people that we spend like the most happiest moments of our life with but then we're like disconnected from them for the most part because 90% of the people are across the fucking United States or across the fucking globe even dude yeah like you and I have met people that have been from the United Kingdom or from fucking Amsterdam or Switzerland and it's like yo like we love these people but like we don't get to see them and that's when fucking post-depression rage kicks in dude yeah like that's what it is post-rage depression post-rage depression yeah my bad so anybody that fucking knows us and has been to a fucking cow show knows post-rage depression you feel it immediately it's the very next day after the show that you watched it's fucking hard it hurts it's the first thing that kicks in when you when you're back to your normal life and everybody's separated, it just kicks in. Yeah, it's like, it's dude. literally its own separate form of depression. Yeah. You go to the show, you get fucked up. You have a, you rage your face off. You enjoy all these amazing moments with your friends, make all these memories. And you go back to your normal, for me, normal shit fucking life, average dough life, work a fucking nine to five, whatever. Yeah. Come home to your cat and play video games, you know? And it's just, it kicks in, man. You're just like, man sucks those are fun times yeah you miss your people i wish i could relive those days over and over again yeah you miss your people but we do for the most part you know what i mean we get to relive those moments every year at fest or at every fucking show that we go to and xxmas yes yeah exactly and now because of coronavirus we we just don't have that so everybody is fucking tripping balls everybody's anxiety is through the fucking roof i can't tell you how many people i've fucking followed on twitter that are est just because like i miss the feeling of being where i'm most accepted right it's rough dude like it's hard that's another thing too it's it's literally all of our friends that just accept us for who we are as people there's no judgment it's just literally like dude fuck yeah you're you and that's awesome and i love you for that and that's throughout the whole friendship like I, all of our friends yeah you know like xxmas i felt it the most too because like we we're all together xxmas is another show that mgk does every year it's the the weekend before christmas yeah and it's our time to be together as a family again yes it's three no it's four months after fest mm-hmm. but it's still just another time we all get together in cleveland people drive from all over fly from all over yep we get a hotel we hotel hop we go to parties in, in the hotels we go out to clubs restaurants bars whatever casinos and you get to be with your family again during the holidays which is one of the greatest times to be with your friends and family exactly and you just get to experience a badass fucking show that he does because it's it's like the same he'll do like almost a two-hour set which is what he does at fest and it's just awesome he'll bring a bunch of guests special guests and shit it was it was this year was great phenomenal this year we got to see Lil skies who is mine and josh is one of our other favorite fucking artists and uh we got to see him he opened for mgk which is incredible so i mean it's just like dude we live for that shit and the fact that 
our number one thing that like gives us life and kind of keeps us grounded and like keeps us going. We don't get to experience it at all this year, more than likely. Yeah. The last show that we went to was Double Xmas. That was now four months ago. Yeah. It's May. Yeah, it hurts. We should have been to already like probably fucking four shows by now, whether it's MGK or not. At least four shows between mo- different artists. Yeah. Yeah. We follow all kinds of artists too. Like we go to, that, that's a whole nother thing. It's like, it's not just MGK. We go to concerts all the time. We're, we're into metal. We're into pop punk, all kinds of fucking genres. Awesome. What's up? Card's full. I gotta switch my card. Do you have another one? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay, cool. I'll just keep it going. It's good. I'll, I'll just talk, whatever. Let me know when you get back. Yeah. So Josh is his card filled up. So he is swapping out his memory card. But yeah, you know, I mean, this whole thing is um, really tough knowing that like we're not going to be able to have shows to go to for quite a while. Definitely missing Fest. There's no way they're going to be able to put Fest on this year. It's in August. Normally by now we would have had early bird tickets. We would have had regular tickets go on sale. We would know the lineup. I mean, we're what, three months out now? May to June, June to July, July to August. Yeah, we're three three months out, literally. This this weekend, since it's the 3rd of May, literally three months from now exactly is when Fest would be happening. And uh, there's just no way that they would be able to put that all together. There's no way they would allow it to even happen unless everybody I, I noticed i saw a thing that you know how like driving theaters like driving movie theaters with cars obviously so you drive in they're trying to do that with concerts and i think that would be a totally awesome idea but at the same time would kind of suck so it's just tough tough times we're going through and you know they're obviously we could be way worse off and we're kind of being selfish with some of the shit we're talking about. Yo, I'm going to pee run it up for a hot second. Oh, you're good. I'm talking. I know how to carry it going. I, I, I'm good. <laughs> Except now the fact I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems like we're kind of being selfish with like the stuff that we're talking about. Cause it's like, Oh, first world country, you know, first world problems, but this is what we're used to. It's all we know. This is the life that we know. And it's totally turned upside down. Everything's turned upside down. I have no idea when I'm going to go back to work. No idea when I'm going to get a real pay check again no idea when i'm gonna get unemployment if anything knowing i'll never go to a concert this year probably i would i pray and hope by some grace of god in some crazy way that we'll even be able to go to xxmas this year because that's also outside of fest my my second favorite big show of the year so i'm hoping that we can do that but it is really tough it's tough to mentally you know if you deal with like anxiety and depression and stuff which i i've done that for a long time dealt with it for years it's not as bad as it used to be for me personally but like i was saying earlier there's days where you know i'll be super happy and like just accept that this is life and whatever i'm having a good time i got food at home playing some video games i don't have really anything to stress about really and then there's other days where i'm like man this fucking sucks this is getting old holy shit i need to see my friends i need to go out and do something I need to go be productive in some other way, which is why I'm glad we're doing the podcast. I actually feel good doing this. It's finally like going to give me something to work on during quarantine other than doing video games and shit. I'm trying to get back into streaming too. That's a whole nother thing I'm working on. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to not go insane (laughs) during this time. No doubt about it. I think Josh is back from peeing and swapped out memory cards. All right, we good. All right, bet. So Josh is back. We're at 47 minutes, 48 minutes, roughly with a couple of the breaks that we would take could probably cut out a few minutes. Yeah. So we kind of want to wrap this up. We want to keep it at least like an hour max because it, it does get a lot with editing. Right. Which will lead us into our next topic. Sorry for like the doom and gloom during this time. Obviously, we're all kind of doom and gloom right now. Okay. It's kind of hard not to be. This shit sucks. <laughs> we're all going nuts. Yeah. It fucking sucks. We've never dealt with anything like this in our lives. So it's stressful. But to talk about something a little bit more upbeat and positive, which leads us into shit we've already kind of been talking about. Our next topic. <laughs> MGK came out with the first song, first track for 
for Tickets to My Downfall, which is his new album that's coming out with um, him and Travis Barker. That's pop punk album. And Bloody Valentine is the first track off of Tickets to My Downfall that came out. Yep. Was it last night at midnight? No, it's two days ago. Friday at midnight. Friday, yeah. So technically Saturday. Yep. And it's amazing, obviously. Holy fuck. First, I wasn't a fan. Me and Josh had this conversation. We talk every time new content comes out, especially for Kells, we talk about it. Yep. At first, I wasn't a fan because, you know, Josh heard me out for this. So I'm going to like say it for the podcast sake in other EST that's probably going to listen to this. Yeah. I didn't like it at first because for me, I've been fucking with MGK since 2011. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Chip Off the Block was the first thing that was presented to me from Kells that I listened to. Shit goes hard as fuck. Fast rapping, bars, badass beat, everything, right? Yep. Young dude from Cleveland coming out of hard hard times, whatever, you know, riding the struggle bus like we all are, right? Hell yeah. And he was somebody to look up to. It was great. You know, it was that I love that kind of music. Loved hip hop at the time. I was also just becoming a huge fan of Hobson and Funk Volume. I thought before that Lil Wayne was like the greatest rapper to ever live. Grant, he is a goat. He's fucking awesome. But like from a really lyrical standpoint and just all around artists, MGK Hobson are obviously better. So my whole time around 2011 switched from that yep. and um, was really into hip hop and bars and, and actual lyricism and shit like that. And that's what MGK provided for me. And with him going more and more, you know, like he did his pop album and then got back into the rapping with binge yep. and did rap devil and, and all this shit. And now, he comes out with a pop punk album and he's really like trying to go towards the, the band side, which is great because his band live is phenomenal. Rook, Baze, AJ, Slam, all I love them all to death. They're all phenomenal at their craft. They have that shit mastered. Bro, wait. You know, Rook's probably the best drummer of our generation. Can I can I interrupt for a hot second? Yes. Okay, so like if, if you cannot tell by the way that I look, like I am a pop punk kid. I was an emo kid in high school. Like I'm still living the fucking life. Like I'm still living listening to the fucking pop punk the metal like all of it now i still listen to metal don't get me wrong and like i love kells hands down i love kells but like this pop punk album that he's fucking about to put out right now take us to my downfall oh ooh. i i i'm sh i shit you fucking not this shit's about to be fucking sick bloody valentine that's one of the coolest fucking songs i've heard come out yeah like in the pop punk genre like yeah. and i love the pop punk genre don't fuck with me like i listen to a lot of shit and i'm really hype about this like uh, my 2008 fucking scene kid is so hype about this entire fucking album dude like i'm i'm gonna lose it like i love it this song i've listened to the song like 30 fucking times in the past two days since it came out yeah and i'm so hype on it like yeah it's it's a good song that it's a good fucking song but yeah like what what i was saying with like from my side is like why like i wasn't a huge fan off, off the rip is because it's hard for me to like not Switch accept genres. but like just get yeah kind of accept but like get to the point of knowing like mgk is moving on with his career and he's evolving and that's great i'm, I'm seriously so from my heart happy yep. from bottom of my heart happy for him it's just hard to let go of that that hip-hop side that i love the bars the fast rapping the fucking amazing beats you know alpha, alpha omega, omega breaking news wild breaking boy news. fucking hold wow. on yeah. all that shit like dude it's just hard to like understand that your your favorite artist is evolving and doing other things but what's crazy with kells he he did the pop shit killed it did the hip-hop rap shit killed it killed now it. he's doing pop punk fucking killed it. it he is taking over the fucking game he's trending on youtube it. every fucking where mm. it, it, number one on youtube 
It's fucking crazy. Just the, the dude doesn't get enough fucking credit. And he's we've dealt with this his whole career. We've had to sit by as EST and just push and be like, no, you got to listen to this fucking dude. I still have people to this day who are like, I've never listened to MGK. What the fuck are you doing then? Yeah, you sleeping? You napping on this boy. Listen to a thing. I've, I've literally had people admit to me, but like, I, I hate MGK. Why? I'm like, why, why do you hate MGK? They're like, I just don't like any of his shit. What have you fucking listened to? Oh, I don't, bad, things. bad things. And like all this stuff that was fucking, fucking you know, the, bad <laughs> things, bro. Just the shit that finally God made on the radio. I hate that fucking song. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, Kels. It's not you. It's just everything else that fucking happened after that song. <laughs> hey guys, it's Kinger. Real quick, while I'm editing this, me and Josh talked about this next part, and he thinks that it would be best if I cut it out. We kind of went on a little rant about some things in EST and just found it best that we take it out of the podcast. But to give a little context to lead you into where we're going to leave off, we basically just talked about how things are different in EST now, and a lot of people don't know how things used to be, which that's just kind of how it goes with MGK getting new fans and new music and all that kind of stuff. It, things change. So I want to give you guys some context so you knew sort of what we talked about without actually putting in what we talked about. So we'll roll into the next part. Nobody knows shit about that, but the OGs. And it's so hard to like deal with fans who just started listening. And I'm so happy you found him. I'm so happy you like him. Thank you for being a fan of MGK. Exactly. But, holy fuck. When we do shit at a show and you look at us weird or whatever the case, or you fucking start chirping and shit, yeah. shut the fuck up because you don't know shit. The, the till I die <laughs> you shit. Really the till I die shit. Oh that my is the, fuck. The one this is thing my number one thing that, that people will me off the fucking most freak EST. out about. Dude. Like we all get low and we start rocking back and fucking forth and people are looking at us like we're we need fucking a little, insane. A little more context. But we know. A little more context. So. Till I Die. A song came out, MGK's second album, General Emission. He made it a thing no, at all of his shows that, that when you heard that General instrumental Emission, start, dude. what? I don't think Till I Die was on General Emission. Yes, it was. 100%. I, I'm going to look it up. Okay. I'm going I'm to fact check you right now. Okay. But keep talking. It's also, I believe, the third song if you want to really fact check me. Because it's Spotlight, Alpha Omega, Till I Die. I'm, I'm really going to fact check you, dude. I promise you. And then it's Eddie Kane. And then... Uh, Eddie Kane is four. Yeah, I know. Number three is Till I Die. Oh, it might be shit. Oh, shit. Motherfucker. I might have voted. I might know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, anyways, Till I Die. When that instrumental started, MGK made it to the point where you knew to get the fuck down on the ground. Like, just kneel down. And then when the beat starts... He goes, get the fuck up. Everybody jumps and rages. And it's the most amazing feeling because it usually he did at the end of his shows. And it was the most hype fucking part. It was incredible. And then he literally out of nowhere, we were at a show. And I, I think it was actually XXmas 2017, I think. Or no. That was the first double Xmas. Yeah. XXmas 2017. It was the first double Xmas. Yeah. We go to get down. We do all of our shit. Nobody's getting down. Half the fucking crowd ain't getting down. Not a single fucking person all of our friends are down all fucking 30 of us or whatever that are with us are all down on the ground and everybody's looking at us like we're fucking nuts doing this 
Shut the fuck up, get down. And I'm like, look, I'm yelling at everybody, like, get the fuck down. Kells didn't say a fucking word about it. Kells didn't say shit. He didn't say get down nothing. He pretty much accepted the fact these are all new fans. They're not going to know how to do this shit and said, fuck it. But we all did it. I filmed the shit for YouTube. It's actually on my channel on Kinger's World. Yep. Cheap plug, youtube.com slash Kinger's World. It's on there. It's showing all of our friends getting down, doing like we sway. We do it. It looked like we were in some tribal ritual shit. Yeah. And then we raged the fuck out and it's the greatest feeling ever but if Kells doesn't do it we have to now do it for ourselves and our friends just have to know like what you do until i die comes on yeah so yeah that's another reason why we hate the new fucking fan. not that we hate the new fans we it's just they irritate us i'm i'm not that person but like if you know you fucking know like that's really what it is like there's a core group of us that like still to this day i mean like we went to a show we went to double xmas even at double xmas like this past year we did that shit yeah we do it every show exactly even if he does the, the song for 40 seconds 50 seconds whatever if it doesn't do the full song like he really doesn't anymore we still as soon as we hear that beat we all look at each other we're like till i die till i die yeah you see us we're like get the fuck down we all like whisper it to each other and then we get the fuck down everybody looks at us like we're fucking on drugs which half of us are <laughs> and we just go hard bro we we wrap our fucking arms around each other and we just fucking bounce dude we bounce we're low as fuck to the ground nobody can fucking see us and then he says get the fuck Oh, bitch, I'm from the land. Till I die. That's dope. So my bottle of wine is gone. Oh, shit. Whole bottle. Bro, I'm still going hard. I know. I still got a bottle of Jameson. I still got a PBR, another PBR, and another PBR. Is it bad that I drank a bottle of fucking wine and barely feel shit, though? I feel like I'm at a 4 out of 10. I feel bad for you, dude. You're definitely not drinking as much as I am. My camera just stopped recording. Fuck me. We're been at an hour. That's whack. But we, we can keep going. We'll keep it going. It's fine. It's whatever. We got another another 10 minutes or so so this album's gonna be fucking dope we can't fucking wait for it pop punk album take us to my downfall with travis fucking barger Bar what did i just say barger Tra maybe i am feeling the wine <laughs> travis fucking barker a uh, dude there's and there's features too young blood's on it young blood and mod son are both on it like editing king are here a little bit more content was removed here because josh started singing bloody valentine and he wanted me to remove it because he didn't like his singing but that is what led us into this next conversation you know he took some inspiration from fucking blink 182 dude oh yeah of course or angels and airwaves yeah. whoever the fuck it was tom DeLong. regardless has to yeah but it's still fucking sick travis barker's your drummer on the fucking album you're gonna have some blink 182 inspiration yeah you can't not travis like self-produced the whole album right how crazy is that dude like he he was a whole part of self-producing that this fucking kid from white boy from cleveland goes and does all this shit Dude, I've seen him at Red Rocks, all these huge shows, done Rolling Loud, all these big shows. He's getting bigger and bigger. Yep. Does Rap Devil fucking... Everybody thinks his career's over. That was a stand. He fucking blows all those fuckers out of the water. Films like four fucking movies. Comes back, says, fuck it. I'm going to make an album with the best drummer ever to exist, pretty much. Yep. The most 
known fucking drummer. Like, how crazy, man. Check this out. I looked at Kels' fucking IMDb the other day. Yeah. He's got at least four movies in pre-production. Oh, yeah, dude. He already said he's working on, like, multiple movies. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, people cannot disrespect Kels' like grind dude the dude grinds his ass off that boy is putting it fucking down i don't even know how he does it he is literally changing shit dude like i just punched my table and i feel bad about it but like <laughs> i i'm i'm that fucking hype about it because like we've been following this guy forever almost a decade isn't that crazy and like we have literally watched him grow from nothing to like the biggest fucking star he's just getting bigger like he is fucking hot bro this entire quarantine he's been the number one artist out right now this in entire quarantine he has dropped nothing but fire number one artist right now he's still grinding in the middle of a fucking pandemic exactly fucking exactly bro still doing it and he's still fucking killing it bro he's putting it the fuck out oh i love it so much number one on youtube trending multiple times for multiple tracks that he's done dude you can't stop him bro look at bloody valentine how many hits did that get in less than fucking 24 hours what did he have like two million it hit over a million in 24 hours within 24 hours it was a million how are we gonna not talk about the fact that he dropped her song part two out of fucking nowhere motherfucker that hurt my soul, dude. That hurt my soul because her song part one. Kels, you ever fucking see this shit? I'm mad at you. <laughs> he just dropped that shit out of nowhere. We're all like, bro, we're all dumbfounded. He's been talking about that for a fucking decade too, man. Maybe not a decade. I don't know. It's been a long time. But he's been talking about that shit for a fucking while. Years. Years. My voice just cracked. I'm 12. It's okay, same. I can't grow a fucking beard. I just can't believe the grind that this dude, the, the dedication he has to what he does, what he believes in, the shit he produces, everything, man. He just, he has a work ethic that is of no other. Seriously. Yeah. I wish I had half his work ethic. Fuck me. Yeah. And you know what, dude? He is the most humble fucking person. He is honestly the most humble fucking person that I've ever seen. I shit you not. I watched his fucking live, his Instagram live video for fucking two hours the night that bloody valentine came out he invited so many fucking people into his live so many randoms dude random fans into his live just talking to him he would have like a genuine interest in what the fuck they were talking about man right he would talk to them he would like converse with them and he's like yo like tell me your fucking story you had a dream about me in your fucking life like tell me about it yeah what's going on how'd you get to know me blah 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 and like dude and he was so happy happy the fact that he was so fucking happy when considering like everything that we've seen in like the hotel diablo shit like bro he was upset he was fucking depressed oh dude during hotel diablo we all know it everybody knows it this boy is happy now the kells we just saw the other night is a different person yep 
completely. Yeah. The Kels from the night of the launch of Bloody Valentine on live, Instagram live, is a completely different Kels than what we dealt with for Hotel Diablo. Yep. Hotel Diablo tour, which was his last album. Yeah. Um, He was just uh super down, looked sad all the time. Looks like he was going through a really hard time all the time, dealing with drug issues and... Oh, yeah, of course. Probably all kinds of other hidden behind-the-scenes things. Yeah. Um, definitely not himself, even through the Young Thug tour, was yep. still Justin like, Bieber, fuck, he was tour. having issues to the point where he like literally told his fans like i'm getting help after this tour yeah like i'm gonna get help like i'm gonna do it i'm sorry blah blah blah. and look at him now and now he's so fucking happy he's so fucking happy dude this boy i got so much love for kells man he's productive as fuck everything is in his running in his favor working in his favor everything man he's just doing really good for himself and i'm very happy from a fan of almost a decade to see how far he's come and see where he's at now it's awesome it's a it's great to see you know hard work pays off and you know what dude a lot of people that jumped into his fucking live were like yo look I'm really psyched that you, like, accepted my request. But, like, honestly, I just want to tell you, like, we appreciate how happy you are. Yeah. A lot of fans were saying that on live. Like, we we want you to know that we, we give a fuck that you're happy, dude. We see the smile. We see the fucking optimism in your fucking life. Like, that's what we want. And it's amazing, dude. It really is amazing to see from fucking Hotel Diablo at Fest. Yeah. And then seeing it that double x miss to like where he is with tickets to your downfall or tickets to my downfall whatever right now bro the change is fucking immense like oh, yeah. this boy has fucking flipped a solid 180 and i'm so proud of this kid man like i love this dude i promise you kells will forever be a fucking favorite in my book hands down like same that boy knows what the fuck he's doing he's intelligent and he knows how to handle his shit period facts knows how to grind man knows how to do everything the right way for the most part dude doesn't really take any l's nah he went against the goat of hip-hop eminem himself everybody said his career was over dude yep. he's done nothing but just crush through the fucking ceiling dude just keep fucking going over and over again yep and like he still gets doesn't get the respect he needs and you know why though right huh you know why he did that though right he knew it was gonna work in his favor it was the pressure of that it was the pressure of him fucking going up against m and like i guarantee you there will be a shit ton of fucking m stands that are gonna be like yo he fucking lost you fucking did that but like yo fuck you dude right like hands down fuck you first off i'm gonna tell you this right through the fucking camera fuck you yep. kells is one of the only people to fucking diss m and come out better because of it and it's not because of m's clout it's because of what kells did to m nobody has ever hit m their entire fucking career the way that kells did hands down i don't give a fuck exactly and he kept grinding he didn't let anything take him away from like what he was doing not a chance dude he just kept crushing it kept going and that just shows the type of person that he really is the type of artist that he is he's hungry it, you can't fucking deny that shit the people that deny that shit are just people that are so up m's ass and just so negative and full of hate that they just that's all they can do yep it's just hate on kells because it's just it's whatever i don't even know if it brings him happiness i don't yeah. know how, how i don't know how i can never relate 
any less than fucking somebody that hates on somebody that bad to the point they're constantly talking. I have people to this day. Rap Devil came out, what, a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. Yep. I have people to this day on my YouTube channel still talking shit about MGK and Rap Devil and shit. I'm like, bro, let it go man yeah make like fucking yeah, elsa dude. from frozen and let it the fuck go my guy it's all news holy shit <laughs> get the fuck out of here it's fucking wild man it's it really is fucking wild it is wild i can't imagine being filled with that much hate and negativity I, I really i could never imagine could you imagine being kells though and like dealing with that kind of fucking backlash from like the community that is M stands like bro you know he fucking sees it of course from what we saw dude he was just like fucking whatever brush that shit off he's just like yeah fuck you guys what's up i'm still out here doing my thing i know i'm gonna prevail i know i'm gonna still be the shit go fuck yourself he said he he pretty much wrote m off like kill shot was a leg shot fuck yourself i'm out like i won suck my dick keep it moving i'm gonna go film four more fucking movies and do an album motherfucker <laughs> bro he played rap double in rap devil in detroit dude like what the that is the hardest shit you could ever fucking do if you're gonna be a fucking g and you're gonna play the game while he was on tour exactly with one of the biggest fucking pop punk bands. Fall Out Boy, yeah. Or whatever whatever Fall Out Boy is. Pop punk, I think. I don't know. Whatever. They're, yeah, that's an emo band, but yeah. With one of the biggest bands out. As much as people want to hate on Fall Out Boy, they're still fucking huge. They're still touring, still fucking selling out arenas. Yup. Talk shit about them all you want. Still selling out arenas. Yup. Still doing it. Dude, he did that while on tour with them. That's crazy. That's fucking dedication. Filmed the music video, did the whole thing. Yeah. It's fucking nuts, man. Crazy, man. It's crazy. But I'm definitely pumped for the new shit. I'm big hype on it. Yeah, Tickets to My Downfall is going to be one of his best albums, I think. Yeah. I guarantee you it hits. You know what? I'll make a bet. And anybody on this or watching this fucking video wants to fucking doubt me, I guarantee you this album will be top fucking 10. Oh, easily. Within the first two days of its release. Oh, he's going to hit number one the first day. And if you fuck with me, like, send me a DM find me i'll put my fucking instagram in the goddamn link and you could dm me and we'll fight about it <laughs> i don't care tickets to my downfall will be fucking top 10 on the billboard 100 200 whatever the fuck you want to play yep definitely guarantee it i guarantee you that will happen yep i guarantee it tickets to my downfall will be top top 10 it's just facts man he, he's worked so fucking hard it's gonna pay off bro this boy is is rising through the fucking ranks and there's not a single person on this planet that can stop him and he knows it yep that's why he's doing what he's doing and you'll never stop him exactly so if you're not fucking with kells now you better hop on the goddamn bandwagon because damn right it's nothing but a ride fucking up this boy don't go downhill this boy is constantly uphill this dude knows what the fuck he's doing and i love him for that period you just gotta fucking lace the fuck up man and get on board because we're fucking going to the top man all the way to the top boy 19 double x my fam for life motherfucker hands down
<laughs> we got a tetted behind my earlobe. Damn right, we both do. It's our fucking, our, uh, what does he call it? Our family crest? Yep, the family crest. He said we gang in his Instagram video the other day. That's fucking dope. Oh, all right, man. With all that shit being said, my camera's about to die. Yep, same. It's been an awesome podcast. Thank you for being on here. I appreciate it. It was awesome conversation. We got a lot within an hour and 15 minutes almost here. So I got a lot of editing to do. So thank you guys. If you have watched the whole thing, listen to the whole thing right now uh it's just available on soundcloud as far as listening goes or you can watch it on youtube if you're listening on soundcloud you can watch us on youtube we don't have the exact let's drink about it podcast link yet because we don't have the set amount of subscribers you need to get a custom url but the link is in the description either way that you're looking to listen or watch it links are in the description for whichever one you need so yeah with that being said thank you guys again and we're going to try and be as consistent as possible throughout this quarantine and give you guys as much content as we can on every outlet whether that's streaming on Twitch, doing the podcast on YouTube, regular YouTube videos, Josh's Instagram post, photography, all that shit. Follow us. All the links will be in the description below. All of Josh's information will be in the description below and he will be in multiple podcast episodes in the near future. And Eric will be back soon as well. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Always love y'all. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. (laughs) 